Lindsay is somebody who I've only met once at this event, but we had such a good connection right off the bat. And it's just proof of, you know, how as a member of Delta Zeta, you meet someone right away and you, you automatically have that connection. The women we know perpetuate a different sorority stereotype than the one that makes most headlines. These women appreciate curiosity, empower development, build community, promote generosity, foster belonging, and provide friendship. The women we know may be students, teachers, business owners, volunteers, co-workers, civic leaders, parents, spouses, and possibly the women next door. They challenge us in the authentic pursuit of our vision to inspire action and impact lives. They are the women we know. They are Delta Zeta. Hello and welcome to the Women We Know podcast from Delta Zeta. I am your co-host, Allison St. Germain, and we are so happy to have you here with us on today's episode. And I'm going to let my co-host, Mallory, introduce ourselves. Hey there, I'm Mallory Golsky, and today we have our very first guest. We're so excited to have her here with us. Um, we have Lindsay Casella, and Lindsay is someone who I met at a Delta Zeta event, and when we were talking about our, um, you know, first guest we'd want to have on this podcast, she's someone who came to mind, and I was like, yeah, I definitely want to have Lindsay. She's a friend of mine, and I stopped, and I was like... Lindsay is somebody who I've only met once at this event, but we had such a good connection right off the bat. And it's just proof of, you know, how as a member of Delta Zeta, you meet someone right away and you, you automatically have that connection. And it feels like a friend, even if you've only met um, once or twice. So Lindsay is a sustainability strategist and marketing professional currently based in New York City. She's on a mission to inspire and build positive change for the planet and for people. She's an incoming executive MBA candidate at NYU Stern. Uh, before that, she graduated from Temple University, where she graduated summa cum laude from the honors program with a BA in advertising research and strategy. She joined Delta Zeta's Delta Tau chapter. Most recently, you may have seen her interviewed in Hulu's docu-series, Victoria's Secret Angels and Demons. Um, but before, you know, if we have anything that we missed, Lindsay, I want to give you a chance to give your elevator pitch. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, first and foremost, thank you guys so much for putting this together. I know we chatted a little bit beforehand, but I love to stay up to date with DZ Lamp. I've been connecting with the 35 under 35, and it's really exciting to be a part of this and then to hear from other women throughout the DZ network. So um, just excited to be here uh, to give a little background on myself. So um, prior to my days professionally, I was back at Temple University, so shout out to the Delta Tall chapter. Um, but my first role before any internship was actually setting up and running our Instagram account. And so um, it, I've come a long way since then. Now I lead a team of 250 uh, employees with a marketing strategy. Back then it was 250 sorority sisters. Um, but it's been a really great wild ride um, getting to live in Ohio um, for a little bit working in fashion retail where I actually had my sustainability awakening. Um, and then ultimately now for the last few years getting to work on projects with um, cool startups that are rethinking how to innovate within the space um, from turning previously things that couldn't be recycled to reusable to um, advocating for garment worker rights during the pandemic and now most recently helping with diversion from landfill which is super important um, in terms of eliminating greenhouse gas emissions and having a more sustainable impact um, so yeah excited to be here and uh, excited to get chatting Great. absolutely well of course since we have our delta zeta background one thing um, that might uh, 
perk a few brains is um, thinking about our weeks and what we've gone through and, uh, you know, just wanting to know what were we not duly and truly prepared for this week. And um, I, I'll have to share something funny. I, I have, you know, two kids and they're in high school and middle school and uh, they're in two different school districts. And so they have completely different schedules. And I was literally not prepared today that um, the day that we're recording is that uh, one of them has a half day. The other one has a full day. So there could be people walking in at any minute. So I was definitely not prepared because I did not have that on my calendar. <laughs> Mallory, what about you? Yeah, absolutely. So I'd say the first thing I'm not duly and truly prepared for is the flow of the podcast. We're obviously like getting used to this. I definitely should have led with this question, but I'm glad you picked up and remembered, Allison. But I guess the other thing I'm not duly and truly prepared for is this weather that we're about to get. Um, I, as an Ohioan of my entire life, I should be prepared for ice and snow. Yet every year when it happens, I'm like, ah, how do I drive? How do I dress? You know, so I'm, I'm not duly and truly prepared for hitting the roads this evening and, you know, dealing with that weather. Lindsay, how about you? Uh, I'm going to do a throwback in honor of it being Thursday. What I was duly and truly not prepared for is a few years ago, I met my partner's mom for the first time and she reached across the table and she started to do this weird handshake with me. And I was really caught off guard by what she was doing. And then I realized she was also a Delta Zeta and she was <laughs> trying to welcome me into the family. So all these years later, um, it's a great inside joke. Uh, shout out to Lisa um, for bearing with me not knowing what was going on. But uh, yeah, it's always good to know your handshake. You never know who you're going to meet and they might test you live in, live in the world. <laughs> well, I think that's amazing, the Delta Zeta thing. Um, you know, everybody uh, thinks in terms of I was a Delta Zeta and it just stopped in, in college or whatnot. And so um, one of the things we'd like to lead with would be could you tell us a little bit about, um, you alluded to your Delta Zeta experience, but how has that, how did that prepare you for what you're doing today? Yeah, absolutely. So I decided to join Delta Zeta my freshman year. I was going to an out-of-state college, didn't know anyone, and I was really just caught off guard by how many of the people that I was excited to just have people to do things with on campus became so many of my closest friends, um, going to a few weddings um, in the last few months and then preparing for some of my friends' weddings in the future. Um, but specifically professionally, I don't think I would have gotten my first internships within fashion and in agencies in Philadelphia without the experience that I did firsthand on campus at Temple University. And at that point, this is dating myself, Instagram had just launched around like 20, early 2010s. And I was literally setting up the Instagram and trying to communicate what, what our strategy was, which at the time was probably flyers that I did on Adobe because there was no Canva or other tool that you could use. Um, I hope they're not there. I hope they're archived so no one goes back and judges them. But it was a great way to get out the message. This is pre-Instagram stories and to really share what we were doing and other clubs on campus started to take notice. I got recruited for our student government. It helped me with landing um, a really incredible opportunity to be an owl ambassador, which is a tour guide. And then I think from there, just everything continued to snowball into something really incredible. Um, and ultimately uh, getting to represent a lot of the brands, which I then ended up going to work for. So I don't think I would have had my start in marketing and had it be as smooth as it was without the experience that I did in DC. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm sure a lot of us can pinpoint moments like that where you're like, oh, yeah, it's it's a sorority experience. People think you're out there just to have fun, whatever. But you're like, no, like I'm actually building these resume building skills that, you know, other people might not be in another organization. That's awesome. And there was there was a pre-social media world. And I will totally date myself because obviously I'm the oldest out of this particular <laughs> and clearly can remember when we started even Delta Zeta's national social media accounts and like the trepidation of, oh my, should we be on Facebook or not? Or, you know, so, um, so yes, there, there was a, a day pre social media, which, uh, who can remember that now? Right. <laughs> it was really fun though. And I, I think it was new for everyone. And so we had a, an incredible liaison to the chapter who was there to help with coaching, um, and saying, this is what you should be including. Maybe these are different tips and opportunities. Um, so I had a ton of support from my, um, my team and then, um, I think ultimately what also made me feel really good is every year there's the annual awards uh, through DZ and we ended up winning a few specifically for it. So not only was I getting like the nod of like, hey, this is like kind of working from an internship perspective, but it was really cool to see DZ um, represent and to um, kind of give those props as well. And also like now being in a really big company and being in big companies before to get to work with so many different personalities with people with different backgrounds on campus in that way um i think is unlike an experience you can really immerse yourself any other in any other form so um i really do value the time that i had on campus all four years in dc that's awesome. Well, Lindsay, in, in that response, when you were talking about, you know, kind of building the plane as you were flying it um, from the social media perspective, but also um, you mentioned having had a sustainability awakening. So you mentioned these moments where you're kind of like learning as you go. Um, what are some of those, like maybe one or two of those big learning moments for you and kind of how that shapes like, you know, where you are now? Yeah, absolutely. So Mallory referenced, we had met at an event. It was at the time when I was living in Ohio, working for a fashion retailer um, that I later did the documentary about. And while I was there, because I had moved away from my friends and family coming from the East Coast, I knew I wanted to fully immerse myself within the business. And at the time, our business was going through a lot of growing pains. Um, this is around the time that a lot of cultural movements were coming together, a really crucial presidential election and those results. And um, it was really interesting to see from the lens of a different market, but then also to see the implications that had on our business. And then um, I was there because I wanted to have a difference always. And I was getting to be a part of what that rebrand would look like, which included creating a scholarship for um, customers like me. And at the same time, I learned that our supply chain um, was maybe not supporting women on the same on the opposite side. Uh, specifically, there were factories where they had to shut down because the air quality was so poor. Um, and I learned this from my time working with the production partners. And I love fashion. I still love fashion, um, but I didn't think that was maybe the best way to do business. And so I actively then decided to make it my miss mission to have as much of a positive impact as I could. Um, so first for me in the effort of continuous learning, I went to the, our number one competitor on the agency side. I learned that their marketing was maybe better, but their supply chain was the same. And so that's when I realized that if I wanted to have a true impact, I was going to have to go in the direction of startups and nonprofits um, because the sustainability movement internally at brands really wasn't quite there yet. 
And that's what I've been doing ever since. And it's been super fun because you're actively creating the solutions of tomorrow. And uh, there's no wrong answer. Everyone's learning and everyone's really uh, gearing up from in my previous world, working with some of the largest retailers like Kroger and uh, Ulta Beauty to working with uh, quick service restaurants like um, Burger King and Tim Hortons to actively shift their packaging to today, working with um, anyone across all industries from stadiums to fashion retailers to um, your local Whole Foods to actively kind of think towards the future of what it looks like um, really has been an uh, incredible experience for me. So I, I also like to joke too with my DZ friends that pink and green has always been a part of me. I did pink first in my career and now I'm on the green side. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that is clever. Completely. When you um, think about like that, um, you know, little Lindsay growing up and your younger self, like what would you go back to and say to yourself um, years back? What advice would you give to, um, to young Lindsay uh, before embarking upon um, where you are right now? And maybe that could help another younger listener along the way. Yeah, I think the best advice I could give, and um, this is a, it might come off as generic, but I don't intend it to be, is really truly be yourself and lean into it, who you are and what your values are. Um, I think in joining a sorority, sometimes there's the stereotypes that you have to be someone, but I never actively like tried to be anyone but me. And I felt really accepted in um, the environment that I was in at Temple, but then also that helped me in terms of my career and my personal and professional relationships. And so I think for a while, specifically with some of the brands I decided to work with, it was because of the outward um the outward view it would give to others. And I think ultimately I found my path, which was to be able to create impact and impact people in really positive, inspiring ways. Um, but I think it took me a little bit longer because I was always kind of thinking um, through the lens of others. So yeah, just stay true to you and stay true to the things you believe in and you'll definitely end up where you need to go. I love that. I, I think one of the other things I find inspiring about your story, Lindsay, is how like, you know, so often when you're in college or earlier in your career, the the number one interview question I find for myself anyway is like, where do you see yourself in five years? And you're like, I don't know. I'm just trying to like get this job right here, or, like try this position here. And oftentimes like the thing that you see yourself doing in five years is only what you know right now. And there might be something along the way that, you know, you you learn about, which is kind of how you described um, your your sustainability journey, your journey and your career right now. Um, what what advice would you give someone who's like still looking for their calling in life, who is still kind of struggling with that question of like, what what do you want to be when you grow up? Where do you see yourself in five years? Yeah, I think the best way or the only way that I ever answer is where do I see myself in five years is I think the job that I'm going to have doesn't exist today um, for tomorrow. And I actively genuinely believe that, um, especially being in the space that I'm in. And I think part of that is not narrowing yourself to a role or to a specific company, but really trusting the process of if I'm following the things that I believe in, I'll align in the places that I need to go, um, whether that be building something yourself um, as a founder or um, joining an organization that you previously wouldn't have and then finding an opportunity that didn't exist um, currently. So yeah, I would say to always 
kind of just believe in what you stand for and then to follow that and then ultimately to not look linear and really think of the opportunities as truly endless. It's amazing too when uh, we, we have a keynote speaker who said oh, to our students, in, in five years, where will you see yourself? And I was sitting in the audience this summer and I'm thinking, could I be retired? Like, <laughs> you know, like, like but what am I doing? Like, you know, I'm 20 years into a career, but I probably still have 20 something years before retirement. Like I'm only halfway. And it's even for someone who seems more along, um, you know, in experience wise, so longer experience, I'm still in that questioning of, oh, what, well, what could that second half of a professional career look like? And it's amazing, um, you know, sometimes thinking about like, are we self-limiting ourselves as well um, with where we could see ourselves when you look at that long, like it's a long time. <laughs> So. I mean, there's some things that are like non-negotiables, right? Like mm -hmm. I knew I wanted to live in New York City. So if you asked me five years ago, I would have probably said that. And I did end up here. I took a few uh, kind of segues before I did um, or detours, not segues. But I think there's other things where you just kind of have to go with the flow. And sometimes things directionally show you where you need to be. And then I honestly don't know what I'm doing like tomorrow um, actually, that's not true. I do know that I'm I'm going to do holiday stuff tomorrow, but I am currently in business school. I'm currently continuing to see new opportunities within the sustainability space. I'm endlessly grateful for all the opportunities I've had, but I constantly want to challenge myself and challenge um, kind of the space too to have more solutions out there. So um, I'm taking it one step at a time. I have to get through grad school in the next few months, but I think that just showing up for my day job is never who I was and never who I will be. And I think I'll always be trying to challenge myself. And um, I think the best thing you can do is if you ever start to feel that urge and you're like, I'm getting bored, like have conversations with others, see who's in your network and what opportunities are out there. But yeah, I get pretty restless. So the five year thing's really tough for me. <laughs> I don't know if I have an answer. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. So you, you mentioned like, you know, you feel a little bit restless and you said something about how like your, your day job isn't necessarily like it. Right. But, um, what is something that you like to do when you're not on the clock, when you're not working? Yeah. So I think, um, for me the Oh, the thing with the day job, I should preface this. Um, and this is really good advice. So I mean, my life, my career by moving and it was incredible. I met people like Mallory, Ohio is incredible. Um, got to spend a great two and a half years there. Um, and then I do think, though, it's important, though, to keep those things outside of work um, because so often there's so many other things happening and it's really good to maintain those relationships and um, just for your own mental health, as we've like all obviously experienced throughout the pandemic. Um, for me, that looks like a lot of different things. So I'm very artistic. So I love to lean into my creative side. Um, I've been on a little bit of a wellness kick, um, which looks like a lot of different group classes here in New York City um, and meditation and yoga are so tremendous to just be in a good headspace. And then I also think for me, um, a huge thing is I don't buy any new clothes. So the one thing that I do to treat myself over the last three and a half years is that I do allow myself to get secondhand and thrifted clothes and mended clothes. And so to find those things, it's sometimes a little bit more um, 
challenging. It's not necessarily more challenging, but you have to go get a little bit more creative in terms of finding them. So um, that is something that I do consider a hobby that I do spend a decent amount of time. But it's great. Oh, I think thrifting is like the new thing. My 11 year old daughter, I mean, that's what she wants to think. And so we've been going to the you know, new different thrift shops that have opened up around in our area. And she, it, she just loved it. She loves just kind of strolling through and it's just an experience. So thrifting is popular with middle school set too. <laughs> and there's an incredible thrift scene um, out by you guys, but it's everywhere now too. There's um, people who are creating their own businesses and curating closets that they're then selling from. And then some of them are even taking that online with Depop and um, there's online consignment stores like ThreadUp. So uh, yeah, thrifting's awesome. And I'm excited to hear the next generation, including your daughter, Allison, are, is equally as excited as I am because I, I do think it's the future. She got a nice big green sweater. So she's been <gasps> pairing that with some pink, some, so it's very very pink and green. She knows. So. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, so as we sort of start wrapping up our time together here, obviously we want to introduce, this is, you know, people Mallory and I know through our Delta Zeta connections and things, and you have so many different ones, but if you could give a suggestion of a Delta Zeta that you think that uh, we should interview and share her story on women we know, um, who do you think that would be? Oh my goodness. Um, so I know so many and now you all put me on the spot, but I think um, I would go back to my chapter, Jess um, Baumgartner, oh, um, because without creating the incredible chapter that she did for us in Delta Ta in terms of bringing in an advisor like Gabrielle to um, just having such a great infrastructure, I don't know if I would be where I am. So I would like to pass it back to her and then also in talking about hobbies, I'm noticing the medals behind you and I need to ask, are you a runner? <laughs> yes, actually Mallory and I are both runners. Okay, I knew Mallory um, was, so I was yeah. Gonna, oh, you are um, as well. So yeah, and it's, um, it's kind of a fun fact about me. I'm on day 1081, I think of my Mylar day streak. It literally started in January of 2020 with the wow. pandemic and um, we do a local run. Um, Mallory's going to do it this year, even though she's in Ohio and I'm in Connecticut. Yeah. Um, you can do it anywhere, frozen feet. But uh, yeah, I got into running after my first child. It was just a lot easier just to go out my back door. And then rather than like try to figure out childcare to go to a gym and, I, you know, I used to play tennis and it's just hard. So I started running uh, like 15 years ago. So wow. I was never a runner though. Like in high school, I hate, and they would tell us to go run a lap during tennis practice. Oh, I hated it. <laughs> it's not me. So, but yes, Mallory is a runner too. So that's how we've connected, but then, um, uh, all sorts of other pieces too. We like similar books, you know, I think I could be like her cool older sister. That's <laughs> You are you know. older sister. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, Mallory is quite the fitness inspiration. I'm on my kick, but she's consistently going at it. She's always posting her runs. I think this morning you swam. Mm -hmm. I did. Yes. And 5.45 a.m. <laughs> so impressive. But I will need both of your tips because I actually signed up um, a few weeks ago for the Philadelphia Marathon. Oh, great. After being inspired by my biological sister who ran a marathon here in New York City. So um, I'm starting 
from the starting from the bottom. So any tips I will gladly accept. And if there's any, oh yeah, DZ offline will give you some tips. <laughs> I've always thought that there could be a Delta Zeta runners group out there. That would be really amazing and cool. Be. Oh, so. there has to be a bunch of us here in New York City. So if any of them end up tuning in and listening, this is open call. Come meet me, Central Park, and <laughs> need help. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's going to be a cool journey. And I think that's something, too, thinking about uh, like our experience in Delta Zeta. But like then like, every, like it, it's all a journey, right? It comes along. So I think it's amazing. So, oh, fun. Yes, those are my medals. I try to kind of like <laughs> kind of put the di diplomas more so. But, you know, the medals sneak in there. Yeah. No, I'm glad yeah. I hope to one day have one medal <laughs> this time next year. We know you can do it. I love awesome. that. Well, we really thank you. Um, thank you for saying yes to Mallory when she reached out to ask you. Um, we really love, love, love um, following what you're doing. Um, I know that you've um, had some amazing experiences and Delta Zeta helped you, employs you for that. And um, we thank you so much for sharing that with all of us. So thanks, Lindsay. For a closed caption version of the Women We Know podcast, please visit Delta Zeta's YouTube channel. And do you have a woman we should know? Email us at lamp at deltazeta.org.